We got the Minnesota Vikings for the second time already this season. Yeah, it seems like it's a little bit early to be having a rematch, but we faced them in week one, and uh, I guess we're ready to uh, hit the cycle, and, and we're almost to the second half of the season. This is the seventh game for the Packers and the Vikings coming off a of bye, so um, it feels a little bit early, but you know what? Uh, this is a big divisional matchup. I don't care what the records say. I totally agree. I mean, that's the thing is the Vikings right now, let's be real. This is kind of their Super Bowl, right? Is they, they want to beat some division rivals at this point. They want to beat the Packers. Um, these are teams that truly don't necessarily like each other. I think in this day and age uh, with rivalry games, a lot of it's kind of overblown, overhyped. These guys work out together in the offseason. You know, I think it's more fan-driven, but uh, with some of the history, very recent history between the Packers and the Vikings, wait, there's some bad blood between these two teams. So uh, I know the Vikes are going to come out and try to um, hang a, a loss on the Green Bay Packers. And I know that the Packers, man, are looking to keep this thing rolling. And on paper, I think that the Green Bay Packers are clearly the superior team. Yeah, for sure, and the Vikings have had some pretty significant injuries, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll talk a little bit about the injuries the Packers are dealing with. Uh, I think the difference for the Vikings is they're dealing with several of the season-ending variety of type injuries. They lost some guys, which we talked a lot about going into that week one matchup, uh, but you know what? It's week it's week eight now. You can't talk about the guys they lost last year. Now the team they have is who they have. Um, yes. One thing I will say is, uh, aside from last week, which was a shocker to me that they uh, fell apart as badly as they did against a, quite frankly, uh, we saw a, a pretty inept uh, Atlanta Falcons team. Uh, they've been competitive. I mean, they only lost to the Seahawks by one point in the game. They quite honestly could have won. Uh, they only lost to the Titans by one point in week three. Um, you know, they got their lunch handed them to a bit uh, by the Packers in week one and then uh, by the Colts in week two. Um, so they've had a pretty tough schedule. Uh, but at the same time, it looked like they were going to start turning things around uh, in week three. They have some young guys on the defensive side of the ball uh, that I think uh, uh, Coach Zimmer and his staff uh, have been coaching up very hard. And uh, I think they're getting better every week. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, is this a Vikings team that's going to come out and fight uh, for their coach and for their team and uh, really put together a, a big-time challenge for the Packers? Or uh, with some uh, trade rumors swirling for some of their veterans, uh, Coach Zimmer, I saw his press conference this week, his eyes look a little puffier and redder than normal. <laughs> um, is this a team that's kind of going to start going downhill and perhaps – uh, they're going to be pointing fingers and aren't going to have the fight that you would expect out of a team with, with the amount of talent, quite honestly, that they have on their roster. They do, Wags. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm looking at their offensive side of the ball right now, and, I mean, 
Thielen, uh, getting a little older, but he can still play really good football. Delvin Cook, Wags, one of the best backs in the league. He's coming off of injury, uh, but I expect him to play. It looks like he's he's working his way in after the bye week. He missed the, the week prior. Uh, but then this Justin Jefferson kid as well, Wags. I mean, my goodness. He, he was a first-round guy, a guy I know you and I were hoping uh, at the wide receiver position might land in Green Bay. And um, after a slow first couple of weeks in the NFL, it's like he just blossomed instantly. And he is he's a much different presence, I think, on this team now than he was in week one, um, where uh, he only got, I think, three looks his way. Uh, now he looks like he's got the makings of maybe being a breakout number one wide receiver. He's that good. Uh, so Wags, across the board, they've got some talent, but they also have some uh, some weak points, particularly there in the offensive line. Um, that's happened in years prior. They've had some injuries on the inside of that offensive line uh, this season. And, and right now, I think that kind of the inside there, the interior portion is going to be a real challenge there for the Vikings. And uh, just so happens that I think the Packers are playing some of their best football right now up front on the defensive side of the ball and up the middle of the field. So I do think that this is a, a real opportunity for the Packers defense to cause some havoc early and often against this Vikings offense. For sure. For sure. So um, why don't we start off uh, just looking at the report because we yeah. keep referencing it. Um, so for the Packers, um, boy, an exhaustive list. I, it's been a while since I've seen this many guys. In fact, 19 players are on the injury report. Uh, so Dane, it's, it's hard to look at that and be terribly optimistic. However, I will say that the majority of these guys, it seems like they're more the short term, uh, variety. Uh, now Kevin King did apparently suffer a setback to his quad injury. So uh, we don't know how significant that setback is. Uh, but uh, reading between the lines there, he hasn't practiced at all this week. Uh, so I don't expect that we're going to have Kevin King this week, which is too bad because um, before the bye, I predicted that he might miss week six, uh, but I thought he would be short term. And it really looked like that was going to be the case before the setback happened. Uh, but um, unfortunately, uh, he uh, does not look like he's going to go. Um, now, um, we do have David Bakhtiari. Uh, back at practice in a limited fashion. Uh, but then Aaron Jones also has not practiced so far this week. So I would be surprised if he plays this week. Um, judging by uh, some of the comments from the coaching staff, uh, they said they're being very careful with Aaron Jones. They don't want him to suffer any significant setbacks or injuries. Um, so I do not expect Aaron Jones will be out there this week. Um, so that could be another potential uh, uh, guy that will be without uh, for sure. So those two, uh, Kevin King and Aaron Jones, are probably going to be ruled out uh, before the game starts. Uh, Mason Crosby is the other guy that has not practiced at all. Um, that being said, Coach Menenga said in his press conference today that he is confident that Mason Crosby is going to go. Um, he's dealing with uh, some calf and back uh, issues, uh, but I don't think Coach Menango would come out and say that strongly, uh, that they're going to uh, think that uh, Crosby is going to be able to go on Sunday if, if he didn't really believe that. I'm sure those two have been talking. Uh, Mason, Mason's been around long enough that he doesn't need to swing the leg a few times and can just rest his back 
uh, during practice this week and, and maybe go get a couple of reps before the game uh, and he'll be fine. Uh, it will be interesting potentially uh, with the kick and special teams could be a big factor though this week uh, with some, some uh, potential high winds of gusts of up to 40 miles per hour uh, projected at this point for Sunday at Lambeau. So Dane, those are the key, I think, injuries to really be watching for. Um, now, we could uh, see a situation where some of these guys that got limited work and practice are not ready to go by Sunday. Uh, but I think the key is is that uh, none of those guys that had limited uh, reps on Wednesday were held out on Thursday. So uh, yeah. that to me is at least encouraging. Um, and uh, so we'll have to watch watch and see what happens tomorrow uh, and see how much work some of these guys end up getting. That's that's all great info. Completely agree. I mean, I I'm watching this Crosby situation particularly close um, with the with some of the the rules around COVID testing protocol. There's a five day testing protocol, so it's a little different, right, than in past seasons. It used to be like you know if your kicker can't go, you can bring somebody in. That's not necessarily the case right now. So the Packers have this young man, Nick Vogel. Uh, who has been sticking around Green Bay, it sounds like, according to his agent. Uh, so kind of keeping an eye on him. He's from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Wouldn't be surprised, Wags, if at some point he gets added to the practice squad, uh, just as an assurance. Uh, it sounds like he's been hanging around. He swung his leg a little bit. Um, he might be kicking again for the coaches on Saturday. Uh, if Crosby were not to be able to go, I think he's the guy that gets added to the roster. Um, as a result, because they really don't have any other options other than J.K. Scott, who, you know, as our punter, that's one thing. Kicking field goals is a whole different thing, especially at the NFL level. Um, so keeping an eye on that situation, if Vogel were to be the kicker, that changes things, I think, uh, actually pretty considerably. He's never kicked in the game before. He's an undrafted young man. Um, you know, Lambeau Field this time of year, not necessarily the easiest place in the world to kick from. So just keep an eye on that. And then uh, across the board, you're right, looking at some of these other guys, Mercedes Lewis did not practice, but Wags, that's like a broken record, right? That's a veteran day off as far as I'm concerned. He he didn't practice um, last week at times either and was able to go. Um, curious your take if Aaron Jones is unable to go. Um, I, I, I think you're probably right that he's being held out. It's good to note that Tyler Irvin is a limited participant again. He's been battling a wrist injury. And I, I noticed that the Packers offense, it's not quite the same. They haven't been doing quite as much motion at the line of scrimmage with Tyler Irvin out. So I think it'd be really nice to get him back. Uh, another guy that I was keeping an eye on this week was Chris Barnes who left the game with some injury in the second half there against the Texans. Looks like he is a, a limited participant, which is exciting to see. Because, um, Wags, I'd really like to see what the Packers can do with uh, Chris uh, with with Chris Barnes and also Kamal Martin on the field at the same time. I think those two guys are thumpers together, and uh, I could see that happening a little bit this week. Kamal Martin also a limited participant with uh, with the knee injury, uh, but I think he's going to go. And then uh, Darnell Savage, who missed the game last week, we didn't necessarily miss him too much last week. I thought Will Redmond played really good football overall in the 68 snaps that he played. But, Wags, i got to think that against this Vikings offense, where they've got a quarterback that can hit the marks uh, at times, and then two very, very talented receivers, 
I do think that um, it would be more noticeable if Savage was unable to go again this week. So I'm excited to see that he's starting to trend in the right direction. Absolutely. And uh, two guys that we didn't mention that I'm sure all of you uh, fellow Packer fans listening right now are saying, why haven't you mentioned Alan Lazard and Christian Kirksey yet? Uh, well, we don't know if they're going to be active this week. Certainly the fact that they're on the practice field is excellent news that starts the three-week window uh, for them to activate them back to the uh, 53-man roster. Uh, so um, at Kirksey, it sounds like from all accounts, might be closer to being ready to go than Alan Lazard is. Uh, but that will be an interesting thing to monitor. Typically, uh, you'll see them get activated on Saturday uh, with a Sunday game uh, if they are ready to go. So uh, be paying attention Saturday morning to see if, if the Packers do make a roster move to activate either or both of those guys. So How exciting um, is that, Wags? I mean, getting I, – I, sorry to cut in, but – and knowing, you know, we're a team that's winning a lot of football games and knowing that you've got a very talented inside linebacker and a wide receiver that had a breakout performance before going down with injury. It's very, very exciting. Particularly, I'm excited to get Lazard back. Um, you know, the Adams has been getting a lot of looks and we're looking for that, that uh, second wide receiver. Uh, how exciting, because I think they're two guys that can help elevate this team. I think this is a good football team. Those additions are going to make this team that much stronger, especially for the stretch run. Absolutely. And look, uh, we keep saying it, but the silver lining of all of these injuries, aside from Lane Taylor and you knock on wood, uh, there hasn't been any uh, really significant long-term variety injuries. Um, so we'll see uh, what the significance of Kevin King's injury is. But look how well Josh Jackson's been playing. Uh, yeah. And he stepped up. Uh, look how well with Chris Barnes, we wouldn't have known who he was um, if he didn't have the opportunity to get in there and play. Um, I mean, we could go on down the line. So uh, you look at the offensive line, uh, the juggling act that they've had to do. And, you know, I have so much more confidence in this offensive line group overall. Um, and now we perhaps have David Bakhtiari coming back ready to go. Uh, you just got to feel really good about the depth that they're building as these guys come back to health. Uh, you don't feel like there's that urgency that you have to push people uh, to come back too soon. Uh, not that they would anyway, but uh, certainly it, it gives you a lot of breathing room uh, when you're building quality depth at these next man in that mantra and they're stepping up, making it happen. And, uh, and then uh, we're still winning games on top of that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you've got to feel really good. Uh, but boy, I would feel a lot better if we didn't have to spend 10 minutes going over the injury report. Uh, over the next <laughs> week. Uh, so, so with that being said, um, over on the Viking side of the ball, you already mentioned a couple of the guys, but, uh, Daniel Hunter didn't go in week one, and he had surgery and is officially out for the year. Um, and the Vikings will also be without, um, you know, uh, public enemy number one, Anthony Barr, uh, who is, of course, out as well. So, um, And then they, they've got a, a kind of a depleted cornerback room. That was a group that got really picked up uh, by Aaron Rodgers and his Packers offense in week one. But Dane... Uh, they're really battling a, a number of injuries uh, in that position group as well. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be ready to go for the Vikings on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, man, Wags. I mean, yeah, so Holton Hill, 
uh, is out at cornerback the last couple days, as is Mike Hughes. And I think the other thing that's huge to know is their, um, their first round pick this season, Dantzler, uh, they just put him on the, the COVID list yesterday as well. He's not on the injury report. He's actually on the COVID list, uh, which means that either he tested positive or was around somebody close uh, that that has, so they're monitoring it. But if he is unable to go as well, uh, as it looks like Holton Hill and Mike Hughes seem to be less and less likely to play as well, um, that for them is dire situation for the Minnesota Vikings because Aaron Rodgers, as you mentioned in week one, was picking on these guys. If they're depleted down to their, you know, four and five cornerbacks uh, against a healthy Devontae Adams, uh, Devontae had 198 yards last week, Wags. Uh, I mean, he could do that again this week. And I, I'm not, I'm not being over optimistic here. Um, Devontae is playing some of the best football of his career and against a depleted Vikings team at home I just see Devontae Adams being pretty unstoppable so that's definitely something to be keeping an eye on they've got some other injuries as well uh, but those are the ones that I think are, are most realistically that they're not going to be playing this week um, so heads up I think that while the Packers would love to run the ball and, and uh, you know and they've had a lot of success doing that with Aaron Jones out I expect to see Jamal Williams uh, getting mixed in there actually pretty similar to how he played last week um, they're going to get him his touches. He's also going to catch a lot of the backfield. But I think this week is the Packers offense is going to be attacking downfield, attacking downfield, attacking downfield. Look for MVS to come out and maybe have a couple of catches. Uh, look for some of these other receivers to get mixed in a little bit because the Vikings just don't have the talent out there if these injuries come to fruition to be able to stick with this Packers wide receiver core. And, of course, with Aaron Rodgers, his arm is live, and he's going to be um, looking – for DBs to pick on this week. Sure, absolutely. I mean, they still have Harrison Smith on the back end, and he yes. he he can play that cat and mouse game, but he can't cover the whole field. So, okay. <laughs> your your point is is very valid, uh, Dane. Can we talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins? With with pleasure, Wags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's a guy. He can be so hot and cold, and. He's thrown 10 interceptions already this year. That's kind of a problem for the Vikings. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of grumbling going on in the uh, greater Twin City area uh, with regard to Kirk. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's interesting, though. I, I'm always a little bit nervous because it seems like he can run hot uh, sometimes. And we saw that uh, the Packers got that big lead week one. And I don't know if they just got comfortable or they we're more just kind of playing pretty vanilla, um, pretty straight up, which is understandable considering the situation. But all of a sudden, he started to really get a rhythm. Um, so what what do you think the Packers can do this week to make sure that they're keeping Kirk uncomfortable uh, from, from the first snap all the way through the end of this game? Because if it's a close game, the last thing I want is Kirk heating up and starting to make – some throws that you typically don't see from him uh, on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, I think I think that that's super valid, and I think that it actually stems less with Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins is kind of the guy who he is, 
and I think he's a guy who can beat teams. There's no doubt about it. He's proven in his career he can win games, and he does run some hot, some cold. But right now, he's just getting sacked at a higher percentage than than I think he's used to being sacked. Um, I mentioned a little earlier the inside of the offensive line is is just been a struggle. I think for the Vikings this season, they drafted their their. Uh, First round pick last season, center Garrett. He's been pretty solid, but their guard play has been less than stellar. And, um, Weggs, you and I have talked about this in the past. Um, you know, it's one thing to get pressure coming from the left side. It's, it's one thing to have it coming from the right side. But when it's coming right up the gut on you, uh, that is problematic. And I don't care who you are, maybe outside of what Russell Wilson these days, who can just seem to like scramble out of anything. Um, and somebody like Cousins, I know it's, it's acutely disruptive for him. So um, I think that what we don't want is for him to get in a rhythm. I think that this Packers pass rush is going to need to bring it. If I'm Patton, I don't want to be shy uh, with bringing that pressure. I think what we might see early on is Patton's going to rush four at a time and see what we can do. Um, and if we need to bring a fifth guy uh, in, in unique timing, I think that he will five or even six guys. But I do think that he's gonna he's gonna rush three, he's gonna rush four, and he's gonna see what we can do. Just because this offensive line for them is a little banged up and it's been less than productive for them. Um, but if Cousins gets the time lags and he can get comfortable in the pocket, then you know we're we're on even footing here because he does have the wide receiver talent he does have delvin cook um if he's able to be comfortable get into some play action if cook starts to have a day uh, then i get very nervous about kirk cousins very quickly because i think when he has time and he can set his feet and he's not thrown off of his mark he's going to be able to find his weapons and that's where it's going to get very, very, very challenging for the Packers. So, Wags, I think the key to the game here is exploiting uh, this this bottom half offensive line of the Vikings and getting to the quarterback. You don't need to sack him every time, but it'd be nice to get some hits on him and just throw him off his rhythm a little bit. That's great stuff, Dean. And, I mean, it's safe to say that if the defensive line and our outside linebacker group can bring the same level of energy that they bought last week against mm-hmm. the Texans, that will go a long way to making that happen. Um, one one thing that to really think about is, I, I, again, we don't know if Christian Kirksey is going to be ready to go yet this week. But even if he's not, with the addition of Kamal Martin uh, at the inside linebacker position, uh, that's another way you could potentially exploit the inside of that deep, uh, offensive line. Vikings uh, bring some pressure from that second level up the middle. You mentioned bringing a fifth guy. Um, when, when you've got Kenny Clark uh, to be able to uh, command as much attention as he's going to, if he's running a stunt, uh, kind of scraping across, uh, you know, that gap, uh, mm-hmm. Now that could bring a, a nice hole for Kamal or Chris Barnes to be able to uh, come on a delayed uh, a blitz up the middle, and that could cause a lot of problems for the Vikings. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that dialed up a couple of times as well, uh, just to make sure that we're, we're being opportunistic in keeping this Vikings offense and Kirk Cousins off balance. Wags, how do we contain somebody like a Delvin Cook? He's premier back when he's healthy, uh, seems by all appearances to be healthy coming into this week or healthy enough. You know, he wasn't able to play uh, heading into the bye. How do you envision the Packers bottling up Delvin Cook? And and is that a key to success here in week eight? 
Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, it starts up front with the defensive line uh, doing their jobs and keeping into their gaps and, and uh, uh, maintaining a gap responsibility. I think that's clearly been something that's been very, very emphasized because if you listen to any of the players and their press conferences when they've been made available from the defensive side, uh, they keep talking about just doing their job, doing their job, coming to work, getting better, doing their job. Um, so I, I think something that's really encouraging to me uh, was how active Preston Smith was last week. Um, I know that uh, he's someone that we talked about has had to drop back into coverage a little bit more, perhaps isn't getting as many pass rush opportunities, uh, but uh, he was really instrumental against the run last week. Uh, he didn't necessarily make the tackle, but he was the guy forcing the issue and, um, and uh, essentially uh, causing uh, a lot of disruption. Uh, so it starts with a guy like Preston. Um, Zadarius, I think, can do the same thing. He needs to make sure that he's not trying to get upfield too quickly in those running situations. Um, and again, keeping that uh, a gap responsibility. Um, uh, Dean Lowry, I thought, has actually played a little bit better the last couple of weeks. And so that's encouraging as well if he can continue that. Um, and, and, and certainly having Kenny Clark. Uh, ready to go up the middle. It really sets the tone as well. So um, I think it starts up front with those guys. Uh, I really like the speed that this inside linebacker group can play with. I know in, in years past, that's been a, a little bit of an issue, uh, especially when Blake Martinez is out there as a lone uh, Mike linebacker, and they really didn't have anyone else out there. Um, Blake, you know, it just was not able to, to cover the, the field sideline to sideline had a, a little bit of a challenge working through blocks. Um, so you could really get exposed by uh, a, a running back that has as much explosiveness as a guy like Dalvin Cook has. Um, so that being said, uh, those guys are going to have to, uh, again, attack the gaps and uh, make sure that they're coming in and attacking the line of scrimmage and filling those holes because if once once Cook gets ahead of steam, if he can get to the second level, make a little shift move, it's hard to bring him down at that point. I mean, the guy's good. So um, so you can't hesitate. You can't hold back and be flat-footed. You've got to attack and uh, trust your scouting report, trust your instincts, uh, fill the gap, and do your responsibility. And that's that's the main thing. Uh, just trust each other and work as a unit. Um, you know, and – uh, certainly it helps to have guys like, as you said before, Raven Green, Will Redmond. I think they're playing some really good football in, in the, the, um, nickel and dime looks that they, they've been out there. Um, as certainly if Darnell Savage is unable to go again this week, Will Redmond just puts in the work. He, he, you know, is on top of all of the mental aspects of the game. Um, so I, he's someone that I have a ton of confidence in that he's not going to be in the wrong spot on the football field. So uh, those guys can come up and, and, and make plays um, and make those tackles if they need to. Not ideal when your safeties are making uh, uh, tackles on, on running backs, but um, I, I know that they can do the job if they have to. Are there any other guys on the offensive side of the ball uh, that, that give you kind of headaches or, or give you heartburn here? We mentioned a little bit about some of these wide receivers. Uh, any of those guys stand out to you? I mean, I think Packer fans definitely know Thielen and, and Cousins at this point. Cousins in his third season. It feels like Cousins has been in Minneapolis a lot longer 
at least to me, than just a few seasons. But uh, but are there any other guys on this offense that, that make you a little squeamisher that you think that the Packers are going to need to keep an eye on? Well, I mean, we talked about Justin Jefferson. He's a different player now than he was in week yeah. one. Uh, so they're going to have to be ready for him. I mean, he's 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 playing like a legit, you know, wide receiver, too, in this league. I, I think there's no doubt about that. Um, so uh, they're both between him and Thielen, they can pose some problems. Um, you've got to love the way, though, that this uh, Packers cornerback group has just been playing uh, for multiple weeks now. I mean, I, I, I know that I, I may have thrown people off a little bit when I said how well I thought they played in that Tampa Bay game, but I really mean it. it to me, the issues in that game went well beyond uh, you know, certainly turnovers, and then um, I just didn't think we were getting any pressure, playing with quite the energy we needed to up front. Um, I, I really thought, and then go back to Atlanta game, and and yeah, Julio and and Calvin Ridley were a little banged up, but they did a masterful job on those guys. I couldn't have imagined in a million years that they would have uh, held them in check to the degree they did. So, um, I, I think they they just continue playing at the high level they are. Um, let's let's talk about the Vikings saying, what can we do to get open against this Packers secondary group, not what can the Packers do to, to stop these guys, uh, because it's going to be a battle going both ways. Wags, and, and I don't want to look too far ahead here, certainly in the next year. We've got a heck of a team right now, but um, dare I say, with Kevin King becoming a free agent, I don't know what, what the Packers have talked with him or his agent about, but we could very well be looking at the starting defensive backfield for next season right now. I think Josh Jackson's kind of auditioning for that role as we speak, and uh, I think that he's actually played really good ball and uh, uh I know you and I just really like his game it's it's kind of just fun I think as fans to be able to watch him out there and just get better um I'll see him make you know maybe a, a, an error in that buccaneer game and then it, it, you know he comes back he's got a short memory and he comes back and he he doesn't make those same mistakes again so I I can't say enough about Josh Jackson either I just think that he's um, he's fitting in with what this defense is asking of him right now. And I, I think this is just another challenge, another week for him coming in against Minnesota. Yeah, and I mean, just to get more granular, if you want nothing more to look at for evidence of the growth and development of Josh Jackson, if you go back to his rookie year and even limited opportunities he had last year, he really struggled against the run. I mean, it was almost like he was a little tentative out there at times. Um, but look at how he's played the run defense. And that, to me, is a key sign of development of a cornerback because if they're confident enough to know and to play their reads uh, and that they're not going to get burned because their first job is to line up against the receiver, right? So you can't just leave that guy and come and bite on a run if, unless you're very confident in what you're doing and what your reads are. Uh, so once a cornerback is able to contribute and play strong run defense, um, I really feel like now you're getting somewhere. And that's what I've been seeing from Josh Jackson the last couple of weeks. That's really impressed me uh, and tells me how confident he is growing and how much better he's getting every day out there on the football field.
Oh man, I'm starting to get fired up for this game, Wags. We're recording this on Thursday, folks, and I, I, I kind of wish I could just go and watch the game right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting pretty pumped. <laughs> uh, um, hey, uh, anything else that you want to talk about? We know this team so well, and I think our listeners know this Minnesota Vikings team inside and out at this point. Zimmer's been the head coach for quite some time now. Uh, so, Wags, um, anything else you wanted to bring up as we're starting to wrap this thing up? Well, I, we didn't talk a lot about the uh, offense. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, in, in touching on some of the injuries. We talked sure. about Devontae, et cetera. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Packers' run game. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see this week. You know, last week I thought we were effective. Um, what, what do you think we could see this week? If Aaron Jones isn't able to go, uh, what can Jamal Williams and uh, A.J. Dillon do to build on uh, what they did last week and maybe be a, a, a little bit more efficient in their, you know, yards per carry, uh, for example. They didn't really get a, a lot of openings to, to get some longer runs. So I, I think they were fine, but I would have certainly liked to see them, uh, perhaps, uh, uh break a couple more tackles or, uh, get a little bit more room to, to get some additional yardage. Yeah, Wags, uh, you're speaking my language here. I gotta tell you, like, and I know I'm not the only one out there. Like, five more carries for AJ Dillon would be great. I'd love to see him get just the extended look. Um, five to seven more carries. I think he got five carries last week. If we get get him closer to like twelve to fourteen carries in a game, I just want to see what he does. He was such a rhythm back in college. The guy that. You feed him the ball, and the more he touches the ball, the better he got as the game goes on. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from Jamal Williams. I'm a huge Jamal Williams fan, and I think that he's a he's a hard runner. I love what he does out of the backfield. But I would just like to see Dylan get a couple more touches in in this game and just try, you know, get his own series a few more times and get in the flow and get in the rhythm because I think that he can be that tackle breaker. But I think he's still a little tentative. Right now, running the ball, uh, there's a couple times where, uh, you know, he didn't necessarily hit the hole as quickly as I thought that he would or can. I know how capable he is. Um, so that's something that I'm just keeping an eye on. And I wonder if he was able to maybe get a few more looks last week, if that wouldn't, the game wouldn't have maybe slowed down a little bit for him and maybe would have given him an opportunity to run that ball and feel a little bit more comfortable. I don't think that he's totally entirely comfortable right now. Uh, and also because I think he's kind of wondering like, oh, is this my, is this my snap or is this my series? So, um, with Jones out, what a prime opportunity to get Dylan a few more carries and see if he can get in that flow because I, I really think that we have a back in this guy and uh, no time like the present to, to let him uh, get a little bit more involved in this offense. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. It's, it's funny you say that. Um, I love the sentiment and I'm not opposed to that, but I almost wonder, is this an opportunity to see what Jamal Williams could truly do as the Balcow lead back? I mean, you talked about the potential for this Packers secondary that we may see this week to be the secondary that we see next year. Yeah. We know how high Coach LaFleur, and we know how high the front office seems to be on Jamal Williams. Right. Now, if they can, if they see him as a guy that can be the lead guy, Coach LaFleur in his press conference this week called Jamal Williams the starting running back. Um, You know, he corrected himself and said Jamal Williams is a starter. And (laughs) so – 
I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting to see if they want to try to give Jamal Williams. I think he's better than A.J. Dillon right now, quite honestly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not give him 20 or 25 touches? Uh, let's see what he can do. I, 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 I'm not, again, opposed at all uh, to seeing uh, Dylan get out there and get a rhythm because he's exciting. He's a young guy, um, and I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, but um, if the Packers think that it's going to be a little bit too high of a price to pay Aaron Jones, I love Aaron Jones. He mm-hmm. means so much to the Packer organization, such a professional young man. But he might price himself out of what the Packers are able to pay a running back. Um, and Jamal Williams is still going to get paid too, but he's not going to command that type of money. So no, if they feel like he can be the lead guy, A.J. Dillon coming in next year and developing an even bigger role uh, to help out, um, this would be a good week to give that a trial run. Hey, uh, I, I, I think that's a really good perspective, right? I, I, I hear you. So, you know, I, I can go either way on that. Obviously, I'm excited about Dylan, but I, I really like Jamal Williams. And if this is his opportunity to maybe seize this backfield, you know, longer, longer term, then I'm all about it because I, to your point, I mean, listen, we all wish we could keep every player around, but we also understand that this is a business and, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is going to need to take care of Aaron Jones and, he he's going to command a ton of money on the open market as far as running backs are concerned. And, and as you said, Jamal Williams just isn't going, going to, you know, take that much, but Jamal Williams is very important to this offense. So uh, you're right. I mean, heck, maybe this is the week, you know, LaFleur giving him that extended look, um, it, it gives us that chance to just see what he can do. So it'll be fascinating to see nonetheless uh, how LaFleur handles this. I think you're right that uh, Williams is probably going to get much more looks than A.J. Dillon. But I'm just hopeful. I just want to see what this young guy can do. That's all. You know, I want to see him run over, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves the backup, uh, right? No, totally. So. <laughs> uh, no, I, I get you. I'm excited by him, too. And, and I I think it's it's kind of an anxious thing to say, we spend a second round pick on this guy. We sure. see how hard he works. He looks apart. Um, we you you just want to see that we're, we're greedy, right? We want to yeah, see that and know that we've got a guy. So I totally get that sentiment as well. Um, Dane, I, I really don't have much else offensively. It'll be interesting to see if Lazard can come back. I, I do think it, it will be important. Uh, you said you thought Devontae could potentially repeat his performance. That would be glorious. Um, I think the Packers are, are going to have to uh, at least make a little extra effort uh, to try to get a couple of other guys involved. Um, now, they don't need to force the ball to these other receivers just because. Uh, but I know you mentioned MVS. He's been, you know, basically a complete, uh, you know, ghost out there. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But uh, unfortunately, since week one, uh, we haven't seen much of MVS at all. So, um yeah. So it'll be nice to see if Alan Lazard is able to get back out there, but perhaps the tight end group gets a few extra targets this week as well. So, um, Dane, I really don't have anything else. I think we've mostly covered it. Is there anything else that you had on your side? No, I, I would just like to talk about our um, 
predictions and our X factors, Wags, one of my favorite parts of our show. I always am curious. Well, folks, I do not know what Wags is going to say. I have no idea, and he does not know my predictions either. So uh, I think we always start with X factors. Uh, Wags, I would love to hear who your X factors are this week. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I think on, on the um, offensive side of the ball, uh, it, it, this is – might sound a, a little bit surprising, but I really have to uh, look at AJ Dillon because all that being said, when when we just had this discussion, <laughs> to me he fits the bill as the X factor because um, he got a few extra touches for his work first opportunity last week. I think uh, that was his first. Re- I know he had a couple of carries before that, but I think this is the week to your point, that he might get his own series. He might get a couple of goal line touches. Um, and so we might see a touchdown, uh, first career touchdown for A.J. Dillon this week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get that, like, 40 to 50 total rushing yards. So we're not talking 100 yards rushing. But, listen, if he can come in and give you 8 to 10 carries and uh, get uh, 40 to 50 yards and a touchdown, that, to me, qualifies as X-factor because – it's slightly unexpected and hasn't happened before uh, from this kid. So um, I, I may have jumped in front of you and stolen your <laughs> X Factor. If I did that, I apologize, but you gave me the window and an opportunity. Um, so uh, I'm just going to go with A.J. Dillon as my offensive X Factor this week. No, I think that's a great selection. He was not my X Factor this week, uh, but I think it's a great selection, Wags. Uh, and I'm hopeful that that's the case. I'm actually going to take yours from last week. I'm going to go with MVS. Uh, he's had 82 yards receiving, I believe, in the last three games combined. Um, you know, one of those games, I believe he was the number one wide receiver due to injury. And uh, still, you know, he has not been able to produce. I think this is a week that is prime for him uh, with some of these corners out. Uh, I think that Rodgers is going to look to stretch the field early and often. I think that uh, Veldez Scantling is going to be that guy who can, um, who, you know, is going to get his opportunity maybe with a breakdown in coverage from the Vikes, or, or maybe he just outruns somebody uh, and, and has a long touchdown. But I think he scores a touchdown this week. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm not saying this young man has 100 yards, but I do think that he gets mixed in. And I think that Rodgers actually looks at him early. Like, I'm talking first or second series early, he takes a deep shot against his Vikings defense. So MVS is my offensive X factor. I love it. I love it. Um, defensively, uh, I'm going to just repeat my pick from last week. I'm going to go with Kamal Martin again. I think he's going to force a turnover this week, whether it's an interception, force fumble, fumble recovery. Uh, he's going to get his nose in there and uh, make a, a difference-making play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he might even get a sack. I just think that uh, Packer fans, uh, if they haven't already become acquainted with Kamal Martin, will will know the name and become acquainted with Kamal Martin by the time uh, we're done uh, with this game on Sunday. So uh, I'm going to stick with Kamal. I think he's going to get some opportunities out there this week. And I'm excited to see what he's able to do. That's a terrific pick. It is because I think he, he's, he was a presence. I think he had six tackles legs last week in very limited time. I mean, sticks his nose in there. He's active. Um, I think that he, he could be like a real player for this defense. I really like that pick. Um, 
I'm going to, it's oddly enough, I'm sticking with my pick from last week too. I'm going Josh Jackson. Um, you know, these wide receivers are talented. Um, Kevin King, unlikely, I think, to play. So I think that Josh Jackson's going to be out there and he's going to have another opportunity to just put in a heck of a day's work. Uh, he's going to be facing uh, the young man Jefferson. He's going to be facing Thielen. Uh, he's going to be, you know, sticking his nose in there, making tackles. Um, you know, it's going to be a fight for him. He's playing a lot of talent, but I think that he's going to hold up very well on the other side of Jair Alexander, and I think he's going to play some really nice football, and he's going to start to put together good, not quarters, not good halves, but he's starting to put together good games now, and I'm really excited about that. So I think Josh Jackson's our X Factor on the defensive side of the ball. Awesome. Very good. So, Dana, it's prediction time. Do you yes. want me to leave this off this week, or do you want to take the honors? I want to hear what you got, Wag. All right. I, think I went first last <laughs> week. I'm curious. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game for the first uh, few quarters. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's – it's gonna, it's gonna be one of those games. The second time you play someone, I don't care who it is. And again, I think the Vikings are a little bit better uh, than their record. I do question, uh, whether they're gonna be all there focus wise, especially some of these veterans that are seeing their names run out there in trade rumors. Uh, they may be ready to go, but if they fall down or have a tough series, are, are they going to mentally stick through that? Uh, that will be interesting to see. I, I'm not saying they won't. Uh, but I will be watching for that. Um, that being said, my prediction is um, that the uh, Packers are able to pull away in the fourth quarter, put this game away, um, and uh, get ahead a couple of scores. Ultimately, Kirk uh, will give them a garbage-time touchdown, uh, but I'm going to predict that the Packers do win this one 31-23. to Ooh, eggs. 31-23. I like it. I like the W. I'll take it. Um, that, that's a good margin. I, I think that that's pretty, uh, yeah, that, that seems like it's, uh, you know, definitely possible. Um, I, I think it's not going to be very close, actually. I, I don't know why I'm so confident playing the Vikings. I'm normally a ball of nerves playing the, the division rivals, but, um, I think that the offense just continues to click. The Vikings have given up a ton of points on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, for the reason you mentioned as well, coming out of the bye week, there's trade rumors swirling. There's rumors that Zimmer might be on the hot seat. How did they respond? I don't think they respond very well. I think that the Packers get a defensive touchdown or, or, or a very close to a defensive touchdown because of Kirk Cousins this week. I think Rashawn Gary has a nice game for the Packers and, and just continues to cause mayhem and pressure up the middle of the field. Um, Wags. Packers score 44 points in this game. Vikes score 27. I don't even think it's that close. I think the Packers put it up and have a fun game. I think I'm cracking a beer in the second half and laughing and texting with you about how great this game is. 44-27, Packers win. Wow. I don't know if I've ever heard you be so bold in a prediction of a game like this. That's incredible. But you know what, Dane? Um, I respect it. It's it's funny because normally I don't get that aggressive either. But a couple of times in the last few weeks, you and I have both uh, put our shot out there. Uh, so I love it. I love it. If that happens, uh, we can move to 6-1. and one. I would be very very happy. So, um, <laughs> yeah. um, if you can't tell, Dane and I are ready to go. Are you guys yeah. ready? To, 
Let us know. Find us. You know where to find us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Lombardi's Legends. Um, we do appreciate you, as always, listening. Um, follow us. Um, I would anticipate that we will be uh, able to do an Instagram Live, I hope, mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, so, uh, anyway, I think that's it for today. So, as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.